Hi everyone, my name is Monsieur Wete and this is the Money Matters Podcast. Um, we are at that time of the year when um, we tend to look at, you know, well, look more look forward to the new year. A lot of people just, you know, concentrate on the festive season, um, on Christmas, New Year, spending time with family, time out of work you know time to rest and refresh um, and thank god a lot of organizations would um begin to wind down unless of course they're essential services or maybe their year end is the 31st of december begin to shut down now so usually um we're in like the last two um three weeks of the year so we're past the middle of the of the last month of the year and people tend to like um look at you know what what's going to happen next um some people are grateful that they've actually survived the year and they want to um you know they just can't wait for the new year to come and they just want to focus on the new year and forget what happened um this year and for others um is a time to sit down and plan you know um the bible tells me that um you know it's good to plan you know to count the costs the bible talks about you know um you know what man would want to build a tower without first counting the costs um because he doesn't want to get halfway and be unable to complete it and people will look at him and laugh at him at his foolishness so the bible encourages us to plan the bible also tells us to number of days so that we can apply our heart to wisdom um and a lot of times we associate that with birthdays but it's not just birthdays it's also the turn of the year um and i find in the bible as well that you know um the bible refers to the years that things happen significant years that you know events happened either in the life of people in the life of a nation you know so it's a good thing that after I personally think that after every year, and usually this happens, I find, at the end of every year, as opposed to birthdays. Not many people um, take stock at their birthdays. I mean, they, they, the only reason they probably would take stock is just to, you know, have reasons to, you know, rejoice, well, you know, um, and, you know, things they're grateful for. Um, but um, for, you know, life, and things that pertain to life not many people take stock you know during their birthdays they tend to take stock around about um the end of the year and so um today i've decided to look at um how what can help us you know to review our year and plan for the new year and there's um a resource that i tend to go back to um, it's called your best year yet. It's, it's got a book and it's also got like a, a, a planner and it kind of like, you know, looks at, helps you look at, you know, the past years and based on what's happened in the past year, focus on, um, the new year and hopefully make the new year your best year yet. Um, 
And the reason being that, a, 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 what I find is a, a, for a lot of us, we, at the beginning of every year, we, or maybe something happens during the year, we're like, oh yeah, I'm not going to do that. We kind of like take stock. We make plans. We Obviously, we hear about the, the popular New Year resolutions where people say, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And two, three weeks into the New Year, it's all gone, forgotten. Um, or they come across difficulty particular difficulty or challenge you know or life happens and it's all done and then they, they just go about doing um the same thing over and over again what the this particular resource does it helps you focus on you know things that you've been through and identifying issues and then you know rather than trying to change everything or make progress in all the various areas. It helps you focus on what's important to you at that particular point in time. Get good at it, perfect it, and then moving on to the next. And that's why I like it so much. So unlike other resources that I'll say, okay, set your goals for the year, break it down into manageable bits, you know, set um, um, uh, targets, and then work towards it. This actually rather helps you focus on what is more important to you because what is more important to you you know is is something that you would be happy and willing to spend time in the problem is a lot of us don't know we get lost in all the activity and all the you know all the things that life throws at us that our true values gets you know lost you know in, in just living life in just waking up going to work coming back having dinner and all of that and that's why I particularly like um, this resource. So usually for a lot of people, um, this is something that they do, um, you know, regularly, at least once a year. Um, and apparently fewer than 1% of adults have clearly stated goals. You know, and because of that, you find that those who do an you know more than others are the ones that really really have um goals you know and the people that are most satisfied with their lives are the ones that have you know taken time out to stop and seriously think about what they want to achieve you know um what i find found is that a lot of people you know in fact i think everyone has one talent or the other you know a lot of people have ambitions you know but this i find is like you know when you talk to people when you really get down and you're having a conversation with people you find out that they you know people really 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 do want to do good they want to achieve things with their life they don't just want life to pass them by but people what i find is people that sometimes are too busy especially when you get stuck in a job that you don't really want a job that you don't love but you're doing it because you need to survive you've got bills to pay you've got mortgage you've got children you've got you know parents that need taking care of all the things that you want to do get lost and sometimes you might think that the people that leave their you know family responsibility behind and just focus on their goals that they're selfish but in all reality if you're not if you're not um serving or rather if you're not doing the or rather if you're not fulfilling the purpose for which you've been created 
you know that gift that talent that ambition that god has given you if you're not using it you know to serve god by serving his people then every other thing that you do is just wasted you know because at the end of the day no one's going to remember you um no one's going to remember you for paying your bills you know for putting food on the table people will remember you for the impact that you had on their life and and that's why i like this particular resource okay and um so the 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 first step to this really would be to acknowledge and appreciate everything that has happened this year and the reason why i say so is i mean this is year 2020 this year has been it's been i think for a lot of people more than normal has been a difficult year yes there are lots of people who've made great successes they've seen the opportunities that this year has brought they've taken advantage of those opportunities and they're quite happy but i think a lot more have um kind of like pressed the pause button and waiting for this pandemic to pass before they you know to take the next step you know some have been because maybe be, been struck by the illness maybe they themselves got covid and it's affected their health or they've you know been diagnosed with some particular kind of illness some because of the lockdown and the isolation they become ill or their illness has become even worse you know some lost their jobs um their source of income has been lost there's no certainty you know um there's a fear of losing jobs so a lot of people have been followed and they're not sure whether they're going to have a job at the end of all of this and so a lot of people have been affected adversely but yeah you find that even in the midst of this a lot of people also um have taken these same disappointments and they've turned it around for good so a lot of people that have been followed if you've been followed it means you can't work for your employer but it doesn't mean that you can't retrain it doesn't mean you can't work for someone else um, of course if your contract allows you and so what a lot of people have done is they've actually gone ahead and trained in a profession or a trade or a vocation that they really enjoy they've gone and they've upskilled their, 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 their themselves they've used the opportunity you know of the, the pause in their job to do something that they actually do want to do whereas some have followed their their passion their goal their ambition others have like okay what's the alternative so now they've been given an opportunity to do something else rather than doing something that they really love they really enjoy because their their mind is focused more on i need to provide for my family i need to be able to support myself and all of that they've just gone to the next thing what other thing can i do that can generate an income for me so the first step will be for you to one acknowledge you know what's happened this year how it's affected you and appreciate you know what you know the good things so for some people it's a much needed rest it's time to spend with family some people's jobs are so hectic they don't have time to spend with their family at all and this has afforded them the opportunity to do that so and sometimes there are little quirks you know tiny little bits and pieces in there that you'd appreciate so for me um one of the things i'm i'm particularly grateful for is the fact that um working from home has enabled me um do a lot of things that 
pre-covid i wasn't able to do so things like being able to participate in um fellowship even though it's online with 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 you know with my family with my church family which was quite a struggle before because plugging into a midweek fellowship was a bit difficult because of the timing most of the days we have fellowship are days when i have to go into work by the time i've left work if i make the mistake of going home that's it and if i by the time i get to fellowship is like sometimes it's so late and i'm so tired and exhausted the time to actually take it's like by the time you get there everyone settled if it's a study is happening if it's a prayer meeting is already happening and you just join and of course people that have been there earlier than you once service finishes they want to get back home so there's not that time to interact but with this i find that i've been able to interact with my own small group a lot more and i'm truly grateful for that it's also um given me the time to um exercise which um before i could only do once a week because that was the only time i had and of course once a week was definitely not enough um and so even though i was exercising i wasn't getting the benefit of the exercise but because i've um working from home i don't have to do the commute to work any anymore and well initially i didn't have to do the commute to work and so i could use that time one to exercise and to pray and before my quiet time was more of a, a a duty you know it's something that oh as a believer you need to do i did it wasn't something that i enjoyed but um because of covid i've kind of like you know looked at that changed things around so i said i i'm able to you know when i'm doing my exercise on my way back i walk and i'm able to pray and have you know good quiet time with the lord just laying my day before the lord and laying all my concerns before the lord which before um i would have to squeeze in when you know things go crazy so i'm no longer waiting until things go crazy before doing what i need to do it's like it's become a part of me and i'm truly grateful for that you know and and there's so many different things that i could um talk about about you know what i really appreciate and grateful for in you know in the in this um current situation um and then the the next step is once you've identified what you you know appreciate and once you've um appreciate what's happened look at those things and draw useful lessons from it what lessons can i draw from this um situation so one of the things that i've learned in this is that because i've had to work at home i've had to put boundaries you know so um initially when we when we had the lockdown and we had to start from home um when i wake up in the morning and i go through my normal morning routine i start work and sometimes i find myself starting work as early as six maybe seven because i tend to wake up quite early in the morning and i'm working till like 10 o'clock in the night just taking short breaks for food you know and you know breaks that i absolutely have to take because i've been forced to take not because i wanted to take and i did that for a month and it was just crazy you know i was of course i was happy because i was you know becoming more efficient i was able to go through my work a lot more of course i missed the banter and the interaction with my colleagues at work but i was able to do man i was so grateful but i got to a point and i realized actually this is not good i put on so much weight in such a such such as 
short space of time. It was just crazy. And I got to the point of burnout and I had to change the way that I do things. And so I I put in the boundaries where I don't start work before a certain time. So typically before eight o'clock, I don't start work and preferably nine o'clock. I don't do any work. So whatever I need to do, I'll do before then. So that then meant that I had time for myself, you know, to do things that I wanted to do. I could, if I wanted to get good breakfast, I had time to prepare it and eat. Whereas normally I would just, you know, go, just jump out once it's time for me to leave, get out of the house and that's it. And all of that and all of that. And also an end time. So whereas before I could work till 10 o'clock, sometimes 12 midnight, just because I want to get that work done. Now I had to put a time limit on it. And ideally by six o'clock, later seven o'clock, I'm done. Why? Because I'd committed to doing other things other than work after that time. So I, I kind of like set my schedule in such a way that work had its place. You know, family time had its place. Personal time had its place you know and those were the 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 lessons that i learned that look you you need to be disciplined with your time and then um the next step would be to create a positive internal focus for producing results okay so what um this time helped me do was look at things that worked you know what works you know and of course, um, having a calendar, a business and a personal calendar where I put time slots on what I was going to do when. So I'm, 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 I'm an accountant, I'm, I'm self-employed and I have quite a few businesses. And one of the things I realized was that usually what will happen is I would tend to focus on, you know, almost like firefighting, focus on that bit of my business that needed attention you know, and leave the others and not focus attention on them. And essentially it was like, all I was doing was kind of like to keep my business going, putting out fire. And if there was no fire to put out, then really there wasn't anything to do, which was not really good. So what I've, what I've decided, what I decided to do was in doing my business calendar, have days when I focus on, you know, particular parts of my business. And if I have to do my business in a day, have time, chunks when i focus on my business of course when i have fires to put out all of that you know kind of like um disappears but i'm no longer you know running my business putting out fires i'm actually planning and structuring my business you know in such a way that i'm doing a bit of everything every week rather than just doing concentrating on one area because that is important and then the next step would be um to set out um my goals and you know if you've been listening to my podcast you you would have you know one of the things i I talk about is goals now the thing about goals is that there's always the big picture you know this is where you want to be you know and usually the the thing is to make that so big that you cannot achieve it but then you then set smaller goals you know, that takes you in that direction, you know, but they're small and manageable. So like you could have daily goals, weekly goals, monthly goals, quarterly goals, annual goals and stuff like that. But then in those goals, you set yourself smaller targets. So say like you, if if you're an entrepreneur, you're into sales, 
you know, say you're, you, you, you started selling a thousand pounds, your turnover is a thousand pounds a month. Um, you can say, okay, in the next three months, I intend to double my turnover from a thousand pounds to two thousand pounds, you know, and then for you to be able to achieve that, you then break it down and say, okay, I need to increase my sales by a hundred pounds or maybe 250 pounds every week. So that could be 50 pounds a day, you know, whatever. And then you look at how many more of that stock do I need to sell? Maybe you need to sell one more a day, two a day. You know, you set that goal. And then from there, you can um, you can then look at, okay, what do I now need to be able to sell one more product? Do you need to increase your marketing? Do you need to increase your marketing spend? Do you need to look for new customers? You know, do you need to maybe sell a, a different product? And all of that and so that 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 that's you know helps you um with your goals but rather than having just the one goal you know the idea is to have you know you can have so many but to have 10 that you would focus on over the next 12 months okay and then once you've done that you can then come up with a plan for um the for the next year okay so uh, and really that's what um the your best year yet focuses on so and in order for you to appreciate and acknowledge you know what's happened um the first step will be to look at what you've accomplished you know and i i I personally think this is a very good time of the year to look at that you know what have i accomplished this year um because one is a good point of testimony you know when you when you look at what you've achieved you know you're you find out that you're grateful you're, you're more grateful to god um your attitude towards god changes um and even if you've had a difficult or a bad year when you're able to identify things that you're truly truly um grateful for um or you know what you've accomplished you realize actually the year was not so bad because a lot of people are like, oh, man, that was my worst year yet. That was my, that was the most horrible year of my life. I wish I didn't have to go through that. But that's because you've not looked at what you've accomplished. But when you sit down and you try and break it down, you can see, you know, that actually, even though it was a rough year, there were still things you could be grateful for. And it doesn't matter how bad that year is. And that this is what I find. You know, the Bible says, count it all joy when you go through diverse trials, you know, and even in the darkest and the, you know, the deepest of situation, there are things that you could truly, truly, truly be grateful for. And so the things that you need to look at, you know, the things that could help you begin to identify the things that you've accomplished would be asking yourself questions like, you know, maybe you, 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 you wanted to get um knowledge or acquire knowledge or skill in a particular area if you're a student maybe you finished another year of school so you've not particularly graduated or maybe you actually graduated you know um for others i mean at the moment the property market is going crazy you know people are able to get back on the property ladder and you know and all of that so maybe it's that you bought a new house maybe you didn't buy a new house but you moved to a new house maybe you move to a bigger or even a smaller premises but more than meets your need um maybe you've been able to pay off some some of your death debt maybe it's not just paying off all your debt or some of your debt but you've actually started a plan to pay off debt maybe it's like you've earned a lot more 
than you did the previous year or maybe you started a business or you decided to get fit you know maybe you've you 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 got to know someone a lot better you know or you are able to do something kind for somebody you're able to spend time with your family or even take care of your family you know so these are these are the things that you need to look at you know that will help you um focus on you know things that you've accomplished and things that you potentially be grateful for then the next step will be um the biggest disappointments you know um and i think for i don't know why but for a lot of people um this tends to get us down you know i think it's you know when when we we get um um, broke it down by things that don't go so well things that were hard and difficult we lose sight of the good things i don't know why that happens but i find it's a lot people tend to for want of a better word complain or grumble more than they appreciate the good things in their life they tend to focus on the negative things than they do on the positive things so even then i i would still want us to identify the disappointments but not don't get stuck in the rut of oh that didn't go well so you know things didn't work the way you want uh you know um just look at the things that you were not happy with whether um you didn't get a promotion you lost your job you got followed you wanted to start a business it didn't work you put on weight you know uh for a lot of people i know a lot of people because of covid have had to come out of retirement especially those in the health sector you know to help with um dealing with the pandemic and the shortages of um, um, health professionals. So a lot of people have come out of it. Maybe that wasn't what you wanted to do, you know. Maybe um, your business had to shut down. So restaurants owner, the entertainment industry in particular, their businesses got shut down and, you know, it was just not something they wanted. Maybe you wanted to buy a business and it didn't happen. You wanted to start a new business, it didn't happen. Um, yeah, fine. Those are um, disappointments. Yeah. So write down these things you it's good to admit you know the downside of the um or you know the downside of the of you know the year not going the way you wanted you know and some of those things would have been mistakes that you could have avoided um mistakes that um maybe you couldn't avoid but at least you've learned from them if you go through that situation again you know not to do those things um things that you can talk to other people about and help them so they don't make those kind of mistakes but look at it objectively don't don't get sucked into you know into the disappointment but try and you know focus on okay what was it that went wrong why did it go wrong and then from there you draw on what did i learn you know what did I learn from this situation? Okay. And the reason is that the best place to, to learn is usually from our disappointments and from our mistakes, you know? Um, yeah. So you, 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 what you need to look at is you look at, um, your accomplishments, you know, the, the, the things you're grateful for, look at the lessons that you've learned from that you look at your disappointments 
look at the lessons that you've learned from from that okay and then turn those into like statements to yourself you understand so if maybe part of your disappointment was that um you didn't you you wanted to learn a new skill you know and you kept putting it off and then by the time you you decided to join the price of the course or the training had gone up maybe initially it was free and then um, because you didn't sign up on time you know um the price went up so you 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 you, you can then um write a lesson your le- the lesson that you've learned as rather than saying oh i didn't sign up for the course on time and so therefore you know i wasn't able to do the course you know turn it into a positive statement to, to say i would not procrastinate you know um i would sign up for the courses once i've made the decision to do the course or maybe you didn't reset something and then it went wrong and it went belly up you know rather than saying oh i didn't research you know i didn't do my proper due diligence i didn't do the research that i needed to do right put it put a positive spin on it and say i will do the necessary um checks or the due diligence or research my projects before i start so put a positive spin on it so that um you're not you know you're t- you take away the negativity and you turn it into a lesson and then from that lesson you're able to you know it's something that you can do in the new year and then from there you can begin to draw up guidelines of things that you want to do differently in the new year okay so let's take exercises for example say you set yourself a goal of i set a cell of of, of um getting to 90 kilograms and being able to run um five kilometers in 30 minutes so i met the target of getting to a 90 kg but i didn't um achieve the goal of running five kilometers in 30 minutes you know i'm not even sure i'm going to be able to do it next year of course it's going to be on my goals but (coughs) when i realized i was going to be so so difficult um what i did was set a target of getting to four kilometers in 30 minutes and i did achieve that of course i'm not really at it i don't do it consistently um but i know i'm able to achieve it so because i know i'm able to achieve 40 kilometers in 30 minutes i know at some point in my life i'm going to be able to and because i've I've made so much progress you know i think i've shaved off five minutes so i used to do in 35 minutes and then i got it down to 32 and then to 30 and i'm now between 30 31 for four kilometers so that kind of like gives me um hope that yes i can do five kilometers in 30 minutes so um and one of the things i've learned was that um in in achieving those goals is that um number one set yourself short manageable goals so rather than trying to make um five kilometers in one run i kind of like said okay i'll do i was doing initially when i started i was doing like two kilometers in 30 minutes so i increased that to like three and when i got to three 
I did four, did three and a half. And for a long while, I was in three and a half. And so I had to start pushing myself to do four, you know. And then it took a long while to get to four. So I think once you get to a point and you plateau and your level of progress is not as rapid as it was, but then you have to learn, you have to look at things that you, to do things a bit differently to be able to achieve the results that you need. And so, yeah, so now I know that, you know, in order to achieve my 5K goal, number one, the lesson I learned was that do not do it at once. And so uh, what I've said is I will set um, small manageable goals, you know, to achieve my five kilometers in 30 minutes rather than trying to do it. I wonder that's one of the lessons I learned. The second lesson I learned was you know you have to be consistent with it and so um one of the lessons i've learned is that i will be consistent in focusing on achieving my goals the other lesson i learned was i will record the progress that i've made because one of the things i wasn't doing was recording my progress and then when i got to check it you know i'll be quite disappointed at the fact that i hadn't gone as well as i should have but once I started recording the progress, you know, because I was making increasing, even though small progress, you know, that encouraged me to want to do more. So those are the kind of things that you would write. And so my guideline for, for achieving this in 2021 would be um, set small manageable goals, record my progress. Um, yeah, and re- record my progress, you know. So those would be my guidelines. Um, because of time, I, I can't really go through all of this. So I'll probably do this in two or three sessions. But let me just do um, one more um, aspect of, you know, what we need to do to make 2021 a best year yet. Um, and then, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll do one more and then we can continue the other. It may be in another series. I'm not sure if it will be this year this side of christmas or maybe in the new year but we'll see okay so the other thing is so we've 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 talked about looking at what we've accomplished we've talked about um our biggest disappointments you know we've talked about the lessons that we've learned and using that as a guideline you know to plan for the new year so now let's talk about things that we do to limit ourselves you know and how we can stop them because part of the part of um the lessons that we we've learned is understanding why those things didn't work you know and you know um usually what i find with people is is that with us as human beings is that sometimes we're so set in our ways you know and trying to change the way we think about something could be quite difficult especially when i mean when you're young is a lot easier because you're not too set but when you're when you get to get to the age that i am you know you're so used to doing things that way that changing it becomes difficult and so there's a tool you know which is very very useful for personal success called a paradigm shift okay and a paradigm is an as- assumption or way of thinking about yourself, you know, about 
you know things generally you know um so it's like you, you you're stuck in that thinking you think oh this is you know the way this thing should be or the way this thing needs to be done and you believe it so strongly that changing it becomes difficult and so for you to change you need to have a paradigm shift so you need to move away from that particular thought of that thing right because it limits you okay so for example um why uh can't you start a business you know i i i speak to a friend of mine and i encourage her you know start a business you you have a job but your job is not paying you but you love this job so much but it's not paying you it's not meeting your needs and you because it's not meeting your needs you keep grumbling you're not grumbling about the job you're grumbling about the fact that you're not earning enough money and i say to the person you have two choices either you give up doing what you love to go earn more money or you look for a something to do that brings in more money and every single time all i hear is oh i'm gonna do don't worry i'm working on something that when i finish i'll do that oh don't worry um this situation is happening when i'm done I'll do it. And that's it. And for them, it's like, I'm saying to you, do two things at the same time. And the, the thinking is, I need to do one to be able to achieve the other, you know? So I wouldn't I advise them to give them a job they love because the worst thing you can do is to give up something that brings joy and fulfillment to you. Because if you love it, you're going to be very good at it. The problem is it doesn't pay you. Um, and so... You're trading one for the other. And at, at, at the age that I'm in, it's not something that I'll tell you to do. A young person maybe, but for our age, I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't ask you to do that rather. And so I need to help or that person needs to change the way of thinking that, look, um, they need something to happen before they can do something else. It doesn't happen like so. I'm not asking you to make the amount of money you want to make at once. All I'm saying is just take the baby steps necessary and sometimes just having an additional 100 pounds 150 pounds 200 pounds can make so much difference in your finances you know um but a lot of times they what they're thinking of is oh that five thousand pounds you know make the 100 pounds first make the 150 pounds first 200 pounds you know get to a thousand if i get to four thousand before you start thinking of the five thousand and these are the kind of paradigm shifts that we need you know, because they are limiting factors, you know. Um, also, look at what you say to yourself to explain your failures, you know. And um, a lot of times people, sometimes people don't blame their circumstances. They don't even blame other people for their failures. They actually excuse their failure, you know. They, they, it's like, oh, there's a reason why um, I'm doing what I'm doing, you know, and it's okay, you know. Um, the question is, if if it's not the same for everybody else, it cannot be okay, you know. So um, look at the things that you 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 the excuses you give yourselves for not doing what you're supposed to do, you know. Um, why is it that you, you you know what's your reason oh um people don't like me or i'm not i'm not really a nice person or oh i'm i'm lazy or um i don't have the time or i don't really want to do it 
look at all those things and check out are they really true because the excuses you give yourselves for not achieving what you want to do could be things that are limiting you from achieving the result and until you deal with those issues you're not really going to be able to do much in the new year you're just going to have another year like every other year and so um i think that's all i can do i can talk about for now because of time i would look at hopefully um look at the rest if i can't do it this year um before the end of this year i'll I'll try and take it up um at some point next year so um i know today's talk is a bit different but i just thought it's quite important um because we're at the end of the year you know um and you know i personally believe in reviewing the year i mean my job as an accountant involves reviewing the financial records of the organization whichever organization i'm working for you know and looking at how that year how that year was and then obviously by now we've already said the budget for the next year see how you know what happened last year is going to affect or what happened this year is going to affect next year and all of that and even in 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 the personal lives the same thing so before you start setting your new year resolutions or whatever it is you want to call them it's always good to look back you know so that when you're setting those resolutions and those goals you know that you're going to achieve you you, well at least you're you're doing something different you know to be able to achieve what you want to do they say it's only a fool you know who keeps doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result if you want a different result you need to change the way you do things and for you to be able to change the way you do things you need to know what it is you're doing that is not working for you to be able to change it okay um so that's all i have for now um thank you very much for listening i hope this is a useful episode um, we're not talking about money specifically, but these are things that also affect uh, money one way or another, either personally or in our business. And they help us achieve our goals as well into the new year. So I hope it's been useful. If you have any topic you want us to cover, any um, questions to ask, get in touch with me. My personal um, in- Instagram handle is missyowete1. Um, so you can send me a message or question. And if you know me personally, send me a message a text um and we'll try and address um your questions my name is missy and this is the money matters podcast